microphone likes to make a lot of noise when I'm like trying to get situated here. <sighs> hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dying to Talk with Mike Perillo. This is episode six with our special guest, our new friend here at Dying Industry Films, Urshad Muwakil, who is uh, kind of our new our new running buddy. We've we've got some projects coming up that he's involved in, and we're very excited to uh, get to work with him. And I'm very excited for you guys to listen to this episode. This one was a very fun chat. I got to learn a lot more about somebody I didn't know all too well, but I'm very grateful to uh, have him on the show to get him to get to know him a lot better, I should say. Just want to say at the time of recording this, it is January 20th. Uh, we did film this, recorded this, sorry, uh, a couple of days ago, and there was a bit of a delay getting this episode out, so I do apologize, but I just want to touch on a few things before we get started. Um, I did celebrate my 25th birthday this past week, and uh, it truly was a blessing to um, make it to 25, speaking on that, and it's something we talk about in the episode, which we'll, we'll get to in a second. just want to touch on, um, we had a tragic passing in the Newburgh Skate Park community, uh, Rashawn Freeland, who many of the locals know as Kid. Um, passed away at a very young age from uh, cancer. And um, it's just, you know, it's real sad when, you know, shit like this has to happen. And uh, I remember, it's really weird because the other day, before we recorded this episode, I was going through my iCloud trying to find, like, an old video from, like, when the skate park first opened. And I stumbled across um, some videos I had on my phone of Kid trying to do a... um like grab on the mini quarter at the skate park in my chicken suit because it was Halloween and I was dressed like the Joker. And I just remember watching those videos and I was like, wow, what a wild time. Like, you know, younger, you know, it was like 2018. So this was like years ago. We were just young kids. And um, to learn that this young man's life was tragically cut short just is really horrible to uh, hear. So rest in peace to him. Uh, kid, you'll be missed here um, by everybody here at the Newburgh Skate Park. And, um, yeah, so let's get on over to Urshad, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, everybody, we're here. We got a very special guest. We have a new friend, one of our, our new pals here at Dying Industry Films, one of Spencer's buddies. This is Spencer's friend that makes Spencer's street cred go up a tiny, tiny bit. We got our boy Shad, a.k.a. Urshad Muwakil. Urshad Muwakil. See, I did pronounce it right. Yeah, Look at that. Go, bro. Hell yeah! How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Feel good. I'm doing okay. I'm I'm learning. I'm learning a lot about myself these past couple of days. Uh, that I talk way too much on this podcast. That I'm hitting my biceps wrong when I work out. <laughs> and that uh, I yeah. But why and I are talk you hitting your biceps wrong? What are you doing? Well, no, it's just like you watch these workout videos. It's like here are three reasons why your biceps are not growing. And then it's like, and then I'm like, oh shit, I'm doing that. You yeah. know, it's one of those. Things. I mean, they're still like, you know. Yo, I got a good one though. Um, you you ever heard of skull crushers? Of course. So, I hit those yesterday. I was take, hitting skull crushers. Take yesterday. fifteen pounders. I seen this on like TikTok or Instagram. Uh-huh. One of them just take fifteen pounders, right? Uh-huh. And you do sixty nonstop skull crushers. Then you stand up, and then do sixty uh flat palm curls nonstop. Oh, then you get right. Set. Then you get right back down. 60 uh, skull crushers. Interesting. Get right back up. Do another 60 with Uh the flat palm. You do three sets of that. And then I'm good forever? No, not forever, but (laughs) you're going to feel a burn. You know what I'm saying? It's going to 
Like you're gonna like it. I'm it's more gonna... of a a high weight, low rep kind of guy, just to like match the intensity of uh like, cause again, you know. Oh yeah, I like that too. I me, I like lifting um heavy weight like for low reps. Um, but yeah, do see, like a four what by I, eight. What I told you basically, like it's gonna pump you. Like you're gonna feel that pump. So it's like um, it's basically a warm up. Do that for like your warm up. Uh, I usually jerk off before I go to the gym. That's my warm up. I mean, you you know (laughs) how we know each other. You are you're kind of a you're kind of a new friend here to the dying industry films umbrella. You and Spencer worked together for uh, a job or two. That held him down, man. We were like a thousand miles away from home, and this guy was treating him like a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, and I'm like, no, not on my watch. Not on my yeah, <laughs> not I, on my watch, buddy. I appreciate not, not that. While you're my roommate, mm-hmm. oh no. Yeah, you guys you were know? roommates. Yeah. That's how you guys became friends. We weren't friends. supposed to be, but yeah, we were. So, but hey, it kind of worked out because look, now <laughs> yeah. you have a new friend. You have a, <laughs> yeah. a little friend here, and Spencer's in the studio, by the way, for everybody. You know? That's why we're like, <laughs> like really. holding back his laughs, like oh, just laugh, fuck it, bro. <laughs> just do it. Just fucking laugh. It was in. It was insane. It was insane, bro. Like. Yeah, talk about a bad experience. And what a way to start, like, you're... Because you're kind of new to the world of a media production, film and television. Yeah. So that was, like, your debut project there, kind of, right? It was, but I'm glad because now I'm going to take that and I'm going to learn that lesson. You exactly. Know? Like, yeah, just... Stop being nice. Yeah. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, I met this I met this, this person through, like, a... um you know a kids function like our, our daughters play softball together and stuff ah, like that so you okay. know we're just talking and everything yeah. and this and that blah blah blah. and i got basically like you know roped in mm. and i met spencer like two weeks before we actually went on the road and stuff like that but it's funny though because me and spencer were like yo we gotta fuck with each other like yeah, yeah we're you the have team to latch on. like you know what i mean like i'm gonna keep it real with you you keep it real with me yeah like, let's start with our opening segment here cool. Whose pants are these? I know a lot of you were upset last week. I didn't do it, so I am sorry. <clears throat> Shad, whose pants are these? What you got? Ro- what you rocking today? Oh, uh, damn. <laughs> I'm uh, wearing camo, black camo okay. pants. Tactical. Uh, like, you know, fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, cargo pants. Swag. Yeah, just, you know. I like I'm, I've never been a cargo like pant guy. No, I never feel like I look good in cargo I pants. I fucking love cargo pants. Got all bro. the pockets. Yeah, it's that's one of the most things I love about cargo pants, all the pockets and shit like that. Yeah. I used to sell weed, so it's like, yeah, you could have oh, so much yeah. on you. Yeah, and like a, the puffy North Face coats and shit like I that in one. the yeah, winter no, and yeah, stuff like course. that. Yo, you could hide so much mm-hmm. shit in there. I used to smuggle so much fucking weed in job core it would through my fucking north face coat it uh, was amazing shout out to north face i used to work at north face oh yeah yeah i worked there for like three years so i know all, i know all the in, ins and outs it's funny because we'd get certain customers in and i'd obviously be able to tell that they they're into this some sort of business as we say yeah and i'd be like yo this jacket's good you want to know why and then i unveil all these hidden pockets i'm like there you go <laughs> and you don't got to say nothing they just know they're like they're like oh this shit fight yo how much is this <laughs> i am gonna come back they never come back uh i got on some jeans they probably came back but they stole it no they or yeah or they just didn't come back of, at all a lot of that going that was like there. when i worked at gamestop there would be a lot of that I'd be like yo y'all got 2k yeah how much i right, i'll be back never <laughs> see that person again they actually moved towns after that <laughs> that's crazy um 
I have a uh, blue jeans on today, courtesy of Old Navy. I'm a big Old Navy fan. Always have been growing up on the, you know, humble Newburgh Mall for yeah. <laughs> back to school shopping. I got these pants. I didn't say where I got them from. I got them from uh, Timu. You ever heard of that app? It's like all over your phone. I was like, yo, you know what? They're like, we'll basically give you free fucking pants. And yeah, I'm all like, that. It's all, right, all like, uh, it's like the new wish.com. Yeah, I'm like, yo, all right, let's fucking see what y'all are about. Yeah. I got fucking cargo pants. They look. Good, they look right? good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I they, fucking, they look like pants. Bro, I got cargo. Yeah, they're definitely pants. They're definitely pants. I didn't know what was going to come in the mail, but yeah. yo, it, the the shipping was a little late, but. Well, because they come from China. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's everything else does also. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I look at everything. It's like, oh, made in China, made I'll in order Taiwan. Stuff, I'll order stuff from uh, like a, like a wish.com or a whatever, like a website or something. And it'll be like five weeks shipping and it'll yeah. finally come in. Sometimes I forget that I even ordered this shit and I'm like, oh, here it is. And then I open it and it's <laughs> not even up. close to what the yeah. picture looks like. <laughs> that concludes whose pants are these. All right. <clears throat> Beautiful transition noise, which is totally real, by the way. Where are you from? I'm from Newburgh, New York. Oh, yeah. Born and raised? Born and raised. Yup. Uh, was born in St. Luke's Hospital. On uh, June 27th, 1987. Wow. I think that makes you our... Cancer. Oh, uh, yeah, you're a cancer. Yeah. I have a lot of cancers in my family. Uh, my girlfriend's a cancer, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, cancers are fucking moody. Uh, can be outspoken, can be very shy at times mm -hmm. also, can be very spiteful. Are you big into the signs like the Zodiac? Oh, yeah. yeah. Zodiac and spirituality and all of that type of shit. That's mm -hmm. why I like, I wear so much blue and like, I just love the color blue. It's, uh -huh. it's, it's crazy. Spirit, all this spiritual shit, I'm, I'm into it, you know, and like offerings and all, you know, having altars in your home mm -hmm. and I'm into all of that stuff. I think all of that stuff matters. Did you grow up, like, around that? Like, was your family into that? Well, I grew up uh, Muslim. Um, we used to um, go to the mosque right here up the street all the time. Mm. So, um, yeah, my mom, she was always into, like, spirituality. Not Probably not um, as, like, heavy as I am, you know, with, like, showing it around the house and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But um, she would always talk about stuff like that and everything. So she definitely opened my eyes to um, a bunch of, you know, um, spiritual, uh, you know, talks and, you know, religion and all of that stuff. You know, was, we were big on that. Gotcha. I gotcha. Hmm. Interesting. I grew up Catholic, so we were always, uh, all right, guys, come on. We got to go to church. And it's yeah. funny, Catholicism, nobody looks like they're having a good time ever. So we'd go to church and everybody's like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. All right, please stand. Everybody's like, "Oh my god!" I was about to stand up, bro. No, I yeah, was, <laughs> I was about to stand up. Everybody, please stand. Yeah, maybe we'll start doing the national anthem before every episode taping. Just pledge, pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> right. I had to read that once and uh, recite that once in elementary school, and I messed up. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. Um, to growing up in Newburgh, what was your childhood like? I had a good childhood man I um you know uh so when I was like the first house I could remember staying in was on like um Liberty um down by like uh 
like Liberty and Clinton over, oh, okay. over by that area. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like one of those historic houses. Mm. Um, but I lived everywhere, man. I lived on First Street. I lived on uh, 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 Wisner. I lived on Prospect Street. I lived on uh, 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 Hasbrook Street. I you said on, you lived on Renwick like, at one point, too. Yeah, Renwick, Lander Street. Mm-hmm. Renwick, when I did live on Renwick Street, mm-hmm. that was probably um, my... The, the best memories I've had in my childhood was living on Rimwick Street because mm-hmm. um, that was us. We had. Um, all right. So I was it, I was living in Newburgh until on uh, third grade. Right. Mm-hmm. Lived on first and Lutheran. Uh, we moved out to Milton because my mother, she married a Italian uh, man. And we moved out to the got us out the hood. We moved to Milton mm-hmm. and we stayed out in Milton for like two years. Then we moved to Meadow Hill. Mm. So we were she, we were with him from when I was until th- third grade until summer of sixth grade. Gotcha. He's like, yeah, my brothers didn't my older brothers didn't get along with them. And uh, so it caused a bunch of turmoil. Mm. And um, yeah, she had to leave. You know, I they know still they, they still were married, though, but we couldn't live with him. I had no problem with the guy, but my uh, older brothers, they didn't gel with him at all. So and how we, many siblings do you have? I have four brothers. Four? Yeah. So five brothers in total or well, like you four, and three? She had my mom had five boys. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All boys. Yeah. All boys. That's yep. gotta be fun having all those like brothers running. Around. I only I just have one brother. and We hate each other. Yeah, It was crazy, <laughs> bro. I used to get, you know. Used to get teased and picked on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. My older brothers used to make um, <laughs> me and my younger brother fight each other yeah, like box and yeah. stuff like that. Uh-huh. You know, but that's what built me and my younger brothers bond. Yeah, we now after like the last time we fought way back then that they made us fight. We never like fought again. You know, we tussled, but never like yeah, a good brotherly tussle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. That's what's up. What um, and for those of you who don't know, uh, you, you're you're you got quite the rap skills here. How did you get into that? Because I've listened to this music, I really fuck with it. So thank you, I appreciate that. I got into um, I got into poetry and rap when actually when I was on Rimwick Street, I used to hang around a kid named uh Trevor Chapman. Shout mm-hmm. out Trevor and um Keith Chapman. Rest in peace to him. Uh, I used to hang out with them. And stuff like that and you know do all sorts of crazy shit they didn't get me into rap but my mother she used to uh watch make us watch like eyes on the prize you ever heard of mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. it was a whole bunch of you know videos and stuff like that she used to make us watch mm-hmm. when, when i was younger and like it really touched me so i was like you know not like diddy touch or you know what i mean but, yeah um i just was like, yo, the stuff that like my people have been through, because I'm African American. If no one, if you got, if the guests couldn't figure that yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we uh went through a lot, so you know, seeing all of that stuff, I was like 13 at the time, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna write poetry. So yeah. I wrote, you know, poetry and stuff like that, and like raps to myself, because I would hear people rap, even like mainstream people, and I'd be like, yo, this person fucking sucks. I'm better than 
him. Let me write my own shit, yeah. you know, secretively to myself or whatever. And, you know, um, so that was 13. And I didn't, like, let people know until I was, like, 16. Until you were a little bit older. Yeah. Did you, you know, uh, were you, what year was this around? Now, when I was 16, that was probably around maybe, I was born in 87. I don't know, like, oh two, oh three, something like that. Gotcha. So were you, like, 04. recording music at this point, or were you just, like, freestyling, or were you performing live? No, I wasn't uh, recording any music. Um, I met uh, my friend, um, Moop. His name is, uh, he goes by Monster Boy. He's a producer. Um, I met my friend Paris Monk. Um, I'm get, just throwing out government names. It's crazy, but whatever. <laughs> Sorry, um, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all right. They're like no one's looking for them, so they're good. all right. That's good. Yeah. Um. And my boy Marquise, mm-hmm. they got me into like rapping, recording myself. Gotcha. You know? okay. So um, so yeah, I used to um, we used to go after school and stuff like that, and go to Mook's house and just rap and lay down lay down tracks and the first time i never forget like when i laid down a track they were like yo you're fucking nice bro like mm-hmm. word and they're like yo they're like we gotta redo our verses because <laughs> there's no way we're gonna let this fucking rookie come in here yeah, and yeah. he's got the best verse on the song like nah you know so that's good though it made like they could have easily been like Lying to your face, been like, oh, yeah, it was okay. Or yeah. they said it's ass or just not use it. But, like, they put trust in you, obviously, to bring you in to start recording music. And then they, your verse wanted them to improve themselves. Yeah. That's so the I'll, most beautiful, yeah. like, friend dynamic, group dynamic you can possibly get is when everybody's just trying to improve off of each other. Absolutely. And then after that, we were just in ciphers. We, you couldn't stop us from fucking rapping uh-huh. and, you know, just being in a cypher a cypher is basically a group of kids that are in a circle and mm-hmm. we take turns rapping we take turns freestyling yeah. off the top of the the head oh i know we used to do that in elementary school okay yeah you know? horribly obviously and we that's how we like we just fed off of each other's energy uh-huh. and you know just took off from there yeah pick up I mean? from each other and and get inspired that's what's up that's that's cool. I mean, it's a good, good, uh, I always say like getting involved in music is a great distraction from like the, or any sort of art form, uh, a great distraction from the world around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I fell in love with it immediately. Yeah. You know, before that, I mean, my first love was basketball. You could catch me at the fucking wreck from sun up to sundown, no matter how hot it was uh-huh. or whatever, you know, what, uh, what positions you play? Or you just didn't, I mean, I guess because of street ball. Did you ever play, like, organized basketball? Well, no. I, I never really played organized basketball mm-hmm. or never made a team because my grades were, like, horrible. Not like, oh, he's got a 60, you know, and yeah, yeah. it should be a 60. I'm talking about, like, 30. <laughs> like, it's like we can't save. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about that. We can't that, do team. nothing about this. Gotcha. You know? Did you have a favorite player? Or a team growing up? Uh, yeah, my favorite team is the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, of course. Yeah. Come on, bro. Kobe, Shaq, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. It was come on, you know. Yeah. But I was like a um point guard mm-hmm. or a shooting guard. Gotcha. Like whatever, you know. But even like if I play football or whatever, I always like the position to where like I can control everything. Ball movement, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because 
just like I said in music, like you'll hear people and you're like, yo, people suck. Like you'll go and play sports and like a lot of people fucking are horrible at it, yeah. but they want to play it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not letting you control the tempo or the pace or anything of the fucking game. Like, no. So, you know, I got a bad rapper, like being a ball hog sometimes, but. You know, I won. We won a lot, so whatever. That's important. Yeah, I never cared if my teammates were ball hogs as long as we got that W. I had that. I had that Kobe mentality. Like, yo, give me the fucking ball. Mm -hmm. Give me the fucking ball. Like, you know, you just got you just got ripped three possessions in a row. You shouldn't be taking the ball up the fucking court. Was uh. Your Mamba mentality, as as we like to say. I always say Mamba mentality, too, because, uh, I mean, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, the greatest basketball player of all time. Was that an influence I on agree. your music? Uh, Yeah. Basketball taught me, not even just Kobe, like basketball taught me all the, the like, um, aggression that I have. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basketball taught me how to be aggressive mm. because you couldn't, Playing at the rack or the courts or anything like that, you couldn't, you couldn't be soft. No, you couldn't. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Because people are testing you, yep. like for real. But once you stand up for yourself, you're good. But if you, you know, it's like the sharks; they smell blood in the water. It's a wrap. They're yeah, they're coming to, to feast. You know. But I met a big majority of the people that I know through basketball and just always being mm. at the rack. Yeah. Over here, yeah, the wreck up yeah, here. Right yeah, right up here, right up the street at yeah. Delano Hitch. Delano Hitch. Yeah. That's the spot because uh, now there's a skate park there, so I'm always always there. I mean, I used to play, like, baseball there, too, at the baseball stadium. But, uh, yeah, so we're 16, 17 years old now. We're rapping. We're playing basketball. Was was rap a, uh, a career path for you? Was it something that you were looking to do? Or you well, still... not really, no. I was. Ju- it was just something to do. It was fun, you know? Hmm. Um, I made it on, like, a couple mixtapes and stuff back in the day and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I never made a dime from uh, making music. Hmm. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's, there's, you know, you can... You can really like you know that whole sell your soul shit and this mm. and that. I'm just not into that at all. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, there is this weird thing I've I've noticed with uh, I'm not like big into the music world, but local musicians, rappers, there's always a tendency like we have to make money, we have to blow up, have to do this. Like yeah. there's such a focus on it that I think oftentimes could take away from what you're actually trying to do because I feel like people just end up emulating mm-hmm. what somebody who already is doing it on a bigger scale is doing. Yeah. Yeah. You see how it ended up for them. So like, why would you want to? Yeah. Why would you yeah want I don't know. I to mean, follow that. I, I, I get it because you know, like you grow up in a certain area and you, you see, yeah, you, you want to get out. You see somebody that looks like yourself doing it. And me as a white person speaking on your behalf, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just kidding. No, but, you grew uh, up here too. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> yeah, I used to look at Eminem and be like, I could do that. No, yeah, we, but uh, we in the hood right now. Yeah. We're like, this podcast is in the hood. Like, yeah, maybe no that's one what we'll ever. If, yeah. if no one ever knew, like, whoever's listening to you, like, you're in the middle of the hood. I know. You know? Like, yeah, this is where yeah. I grew up. I this was like a childhood, uh, second childhood home. So we used to like, I live in Knox Village in New Windsor, which is also kind of on the hood side. But my parents would drop us off here like every day because they worked full-time job so me and my brother were just like outside playing in the streets yeah you know stepping on glass for who whoever 
Whoever doesn't know about Newburgh, New York, it's the Wild West. It really is. It's the fucking Wild West. It's a beautiful place, though. Yeah. 100%. So, um, what, uh, who's your, you got any rap in influences on the, on a bigger scale and professional scale? Do you have anybody that you listen to that inspired your music? Do you have anybody you listen to now that still inspires you to rap? Yeah. Um, Nas mm. always inspires me to rap, you know, even when like, I don't want to rap or I'm like, uh, whatever, I'm in a funk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I throw on some Nas and it always gives me new ideas. Or um, um, D-Block, uh, The Locks, mm-hmm. love that group. Uh, Jay-Z even, even though, you know, I might, I, you know, I feel certain type of ways now Yeah. about just that whole Jay-Z thing. Yeah. Um, you know, but I know all of his music yeah they're like scriptures like you throw on some jay-z right now and i'll like rap song for song within yeah lyric like, for you lyric. know what i mean so i know you know i love i i can't take away from his um lyrical talent he's given me a lot of inspiration also um what it, whatever he does in his personal life is like whatever you know i don't whatever but yeah jay-z uh sean price He's more like underground, mm. you know, but Sean Price is like the best ever. Is there anybody outside of rap that inspired you? My mother. Yeah, she is always. Uh, just She drilled into all of her um, sons to whatever you want to do or say, do it, mm. you know, no matter what, no matter what anyone has to say. Now, me and my brothers, we're totally different, mm. but we're the same. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Like, really. Uh, you know what I mean? I, yeah. And we all don't have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I'm really close to my younger brother, um, Bugs. Shout out to Bugs. Shout out to Fullerton, the whole Fullerton. Um, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't advise, like, messing with us, even if, you know, we're not really that close, like, because it's like, we fo- we can form like Voltron. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? yeah. Like, I was literally just gonna fucking say that. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. So you might think like, oh, they're at odds with each other. Yeah. Let's do this to him or that. Nah, it's not really. Well, yeah, it's just well. like it's okay to you know mess with each other because you're brothers. But exactly. Yeah. I mean, me, me, I only grew up with the one brother, but same. Like him and I are very different. But we're also the same. Yeah. When we get in a certain like headspace, yeah. it's like whoa. My girlfriend always says, like, if I get mad or I, like, get a little, like, you know, like, worked up, she's like, oh, my God, you sound just like your brother. And then I'll watch my brother, like, oh, my God, I sound just like that. But, like, yeah. you know, heaven forbid if anybody fucks with us. Yo, yeah. you remind me. I know I told you this off air. You remind me of my little brother so much. Me? It's, yo, bro, it's oh, not shit. even funny. Now that I'm looking, y'all kind of even look alike. Wow. I'm gonna show you a like you gotta see this you gotta see I gotta like, see I don't think you gotta meet them also like yeah. yo y'all are like I I don't want to so say I don't want to say there's not a single black dude in the world that looks like me but I would be interested to see if there is a black guy out there yeah. that looks like he's me. not as dark as me <laughs> see I'm real dark like that's one of my nicknames Blackie. Um, they call you Blackie. <laughs> Blackie. Okay. Um, Shadow. I guess, I guess it's okay. Um, yeah, well, I got so many fucking <laughs> nicknames. It's not even I guess funny, Shadow kind of works because <laughs> Shad is your nickname. That's my union name. They call me Shadow, Shadow. in the union. So like a yeah. bunch of old white guys be calling you Shadow? Young white guys too. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, but that's fine though yeah, as long as like, you know, 
they don't it's not coming from a place of like yeah. fucking hate yeah so whatever obviously know? it's gonna make somebody like spencer giggle who yeah. you know grew up in a closed amish society <laughs> buggies and shit yeah yeah i saw my yeah he got here on horse and buggy earlier today he He's like, I gotta head out later. I gotta pick up some some feed for my car. Spencing the boys, rolling in. Yeah, his mom rings the <laughs> <Yeah>. dinner bell. <laughs> you know, um, I still make music to this day. Uh, you can catch me on SoundCloud. What's your SoundCloud? Let's plug it. Hebo, Hebo. slash thirty eight great. That's H E E B O slash three eight. G R E A T Hebo slash thirty eight great on SoundCloud. And is that your rap persona? Is it Hebo or Well, it, it was Hebo. Mm-hmm. When I first started out, it was Hebo. Um, and where's that? They name called come me from? my one of my nicknames is uh Hippo. Interesting. Like hippopotamus. Why? Um there was a movie, Along Came Polly. Uh-huh. You ever seen that? And yeah, he was yeah. talking about the one guy he was talking about the story of the hippo. Yeah. And this and that. He like took the guy's wife and like Fucked her on the boat and all that. Yeah, Remember yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, of course. Um, like, I used to have a lot of luck. Well, I don't say luck. I, I used to be good with the girls and stuff like gotcha. that back oh, in the day. Okay. So, yeah, like, yo, and my one of my nicknames also is Debo. So, they're like, yo, Debo the Hippo. Debo the Hippo. Yeah, and I'm like, Hebo. Uh, I was like, Hebo. Let's do Hebo. Yeah. Like, I like Hebo, you know, so I kind of switched it. But, um. I always love learning where people's. Uh, mu- musician names, rap names come from. Yeah, and that's why even backstory. my um, <laughs> my Instagram handle is Hebopotamus, so it's like a play on the hippopotamus. Yeah, yeah. but it's Hebo. It's funny because Spencer was like, "Oh, Shad followed you on Instagram, following back," and I was like, lo- <laughs> "I was like looking by your name, and I was like, I can't fucking find it." And then I found it, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you Hebo. know." So, um, I always wanted my rap name. So I don't know if you know this, but I write rap lyrics all the time but i've because i have a lot of friends that rap but nobody takes me fucking serious when i say i want to be on a rap song so my rap name was always speed limit i don't know why when i was in middle school i was like speed limit it's so fucking corny (laughs) but i'll read you some bars and i got some i do like you know come on bro you can make it work back me up here my whitest friend please back me up um yeah hebo yeah, 38 now 38 great yeah, 38 but, great you know you might hear me on a song and i'm referencing hebo or 38 great whatever it's just you yeah. know what i mean go Those check it out two. people seriously there's some there's some good appreciate good that. bars i liked it i like the uh what is the name of the one song i listened to all the way through and i, was, I listened to it when i was working out and i was like give me one second I'm i appreciate it bro and no, i understand you you know where the fuck it oh here we are <laughs> Exhibit C. Oh, that's that's actually that you won't like that ca- you won't catch that on SoundCloud. Not all of these are on SoundCloud. Not that one. Why not? That one isn't on SoundCloud. That song actually. Um, I'm skipping the timeline. We could like come back to this, but um, I don't want to stay on it. But um, you know, a tragedy happened. Gotcha. And I made that song right after the tragedy. Mm-hmm. So like it's like after. some shit that I yeah. said in it that I really I'm just not like putting out there like gotcha. the closest ones to me her, have heard this gotcha. song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So but it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's yeah. The, like, I gave it a Electronica um, mm-hmm. beat. Yeah. I um. 
it seems like to me like you create music and and you rap just for the sake of of scratching that like creative need in yeah. your brain it, it's yeah. for you it's not really about uh fame or necessarily a career because you do have a, a full-time trade yeah you know uh you're an iron worker yeah and how'd yeah. you get into that so I got into iron work uh, in 2016. Was it from? No, it wasn't from Job Corps, right? Because that would be. No, okay. no, no. So we could come back to this. Also, I got into job. I mean, I got into. Uh, I got into iron work in 2016. Uh, mayor Torrance Harvey helped me out with that. So shout out to uh, the mayor of Newburgh, Torrance Harvey. He was my 10th grade U.S. history teacher. Yeah, he was my he was my um history teacher too and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I used to do a bunch of dumb shit though when I would go to his class. I would go oh, to me class too. drunk, fucking high, just stupid shit, bro. Yeah. I was a fucking like delinquent, bro, and and like I barely the last grade I passed like officially was like the eighth grade. Then I failed the ninth grade like two or three times, uh -huh. and then they like pushed me forward to a school up here in the St. Francis uh, on um, at the end of Rimwick. It was called Creative Academy. What is that? Uh, is that Bancard and Avoca or whatever? Yeah, yeah like so over there. So, yeah. it, like, um, you know, it was just for they were trying shit out for kids who were, like, you know, trouble. Even there were a couple kids who weren't. They mixed, like, the trouble kids with kids who weren't troubled to try to make it, yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, it was a real small school. And then, um, you know. I like failed tenth grade again and then again and then I dropped out. Oh, you dropped out? Yeah. I had a hey, son by then. I had a son at seventeen. Oh, okay. And you know, I was just it was it wasn't for me. School no, yeah. wasn't for me. School's definitely not for everybody. My last guest, Jordan Oliver, saying like he talked about how much he hated it. It's not for everybody. It really isn't. And the fact that uh um the people in charge of our education at young ages yeah. demand that you have to do this. And Not eighth, everybody works a, like that. An eighth grade education was enough for me. Yeah, I I know how to read. I know how to write. Mm. Uh, my uh, my uh, handwriting skills are, you know, um, they're legible as fuck. Like, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you Good might penmanship. See the, you might see the quote unquote smartest people, and like, it's chicken scratching. It's like, yo, who the fuck taught you how to do anything? Like, what the fuck? You know? But um, you know, I uh. Know my multiplication tables, division, and all that. That's all you need. That. Yeah, you don't need to know, you know who was I mean? the president in eighteen twelve. Like yeah. fuck that. That's and all I, necessary. For history, I always learned that at home. Yeah, my mother taught us a bunch of history. My mother, though, on the flip side, is like one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Uh -huh. she's so smart, and it's crazy that um your last guest, not your last, but the one before last, um. Leah Valentine, she was speaking uh, about her mother, I believe, uh, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. um, and she was an opera singer. Yeah. My mother is an opera singer, too. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, okay. I've seen my mom sing in Carnegie Hall. Really? Yeah. Like, wow. it was crazy. We were we were there, and, um, you know, me and my little brother went, and we're like two ghetto kids in Carnegie Hall around a bunch of rich fucking people, and... You know, every time they would get done, we stand up, we got our hoodies on, baggy pants, and we're yeah. clapping. Like, bravo, bravo, bravo. Yeah. And they're all looking at us like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> Excuse me. Here? I believe you guys are at the wrong concert. Yeah. But now nah, my mom is nice. She yeah. can sing. She, you know, she got all her skills from the church. Yeah. From when she was young, uh -huh. you know. 
Yeah, everyone knows, like, my mother for that. You know, all my cousins and everyone and this and that. Like, I got older cousins that are like, no, you don't know. Your mom is, like, good. And I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't get it. It's like, I get yeah, it. Yeah, like, I get it. You gotcha. know what I mean? So my mom is, like, the same as me. Everyone's like, yo, you're nice, bro. Like, on the mic, you're fucking nice. Why don't you blah, 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 do X, Y, and Z? It's yeah. like, yo, I don't care, whatever. My mom is, like, the same, you yeah. know? Mm. Do you feel like having to, um, because I am always interested to, if there's a reason why you, you don't choose to pursue music other than, obviously, I don't think, you know, everybody should do whatever they want with their talent, but um, was there anything that you felt like you would either lose passion for it or it feel more like a job and that's why you didn't want to do it? Like, was there a reason why you didn't want to pursue uh, rap just outside of a hobby. No, I mean, like, let's say if like someone came and was like, "Oh man, we hear you and we love it and we want to give you money." Whatever. All right, yeah, cool. But I never like aspired to be that. Just because like the wind is gonna take me where it takes me. The river is gonna take me where it takes me. Uh huh. I'm not fighting against the current. Gotcha. Like I'm, I'm good where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's a bunch of people who, you know, they come late. I don't know. They come late to class and instead of sitting, sitting down and like, you know, shutting up and learning, they, you know, they come into class and, Oh, this and that. I know this. I know that. Uh, Shut the fuck up. Sit down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I never been that type though, bro. Never been that type, especially like being a cancer. Like, I just, I care about what I care about and I don't care about what I don't care about. Mm-hmm. There's people who like want to put me on like, and I'm like, how does that even work? Like you can't gotcha. make me do anything. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's people who want to like hone my skills and like, it's like, nah. Yeah. The music industry is, is very, uh, somebody comes in and pretty much takes over and you're just, you kind of just become the face of a yeah, whole. Yeah. Now they're like, thing. Oh, make, this song about fucking you know or they try to bring people in to write for you yeah that's not happening which that some of the biggest names of music they don't write their own music yeah that that that's definitely not happening yeah. like that so <laughs> no way. speaking on the back to the, the um the flow of the river you were 17 with a kid on the way oh yeah yeah kid on the way then the kid came and then i uh dropped out of school uh, i was selling weed and stuff like that you know just to buy i was living with my mom still at the time uh just to buy diapers and stuff like that and blah 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 so you know i i got my first job at Shoprite on north plank road is ocean state job lots now yep, yep. but um it I was at Shoprite. i was a cart guy or whatever uh-huh. and a bag boy and um I was there for maybe like two months. I remember it was the hottest fucking day ever. And I had like a bee sting like on my face. Uh-huh. So it was like swelled up and I was so fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, got, I went to get in the car for my mom to drive me to work. And she like was like holding back laughter. Like, because your face, looked you know, crazy. yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to work. Actually, I quit. Because your mom laughed at you? Yeah, because she was. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I quit. And then, you know, whatever. Went back to, like, selling weed and stuff like that. And um, Working at ShopRite sucks. I worked at ShopRite for two years. Yeah. I hated it every single day of my life. And obviously, I didn't have a kid on the way. Or a kid, thank God. But I fucking 
hated working at ShopRite. Horrible, horrible. It was horrible. You know, I'm lifting all this shit and everything for, you know, old people and stuff like that. And Minimum know. wage. Yeah. Getting treated I mean? like less of a person. Thing. Yeah, I remember, yo, it's, uh, I think the guy's name is Fern. If you li- ever hear this, uh, Fern, uh, you know, shout out to you. Um, we were working and we were talking shit outside, you know, about the job or whatever. And somebody uh, stole and they ran out uh-huh. and they ran across the street behind Pizza Hut. Or whatever. Yeah. But when he ran out, the managers came behind him and was like to me and Fern, like, get him, get him, help us. We're like, well, you're bugging, bro. Fuck I'm here. making at that time, like, I'm making like five dollars an hour, if that, bro. Yeah. It was trash. Like, you know, and that's why it wasn't, that's why I was like, yo, I'm quitting this job. Like, I got, I basically got a job to, uh, you know, basically, just, well, oh, I got a job. Yeah. It sucked, bro. My my, I got my taxes back at the end of the year. It was like twenty five dollars. I didn't even cash <laughs> it. I didn't even cash it. It was horrible. Yeah. But um, so you know, um, had the son, seventeen. Um, a boy. Uh, I dropped out. Um, fast forward to me being like nineteen. Um, things were like really bad, and we, uh, my family, we lost our like apartment that we were in. So we all split up. So I was basically homeless. So I, um, asked my, um, uh, son's grandmother if I can move in with them for a second. Uh, she said yes. So, um, you know, I was there for maybe like a month, month and a half. Then, um, you know, I'm like, nah, I got, I can't do this. Yeah. You know, I gotta do something. So, I went down to I think like the Orange Works building I think down here it's called By or whatever yeah, yeah yeah and um signed up for Job Corps mm. and it was the Delaware Valley Job Corps in uh Calicoon, New York it's like past uh Monticello okay yeah type shit yeah so I went up there um and I got my license and I got my uh I got my license and I got a a uh, trade certificate for carpentry um. And I got my GED up there also. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was crazy because the the teachers up there for the GED, like I never paid attention in this and that. And um, what the is that one noise? Te- the one te- that's the radiator uh, popping. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an old house. Oh yeah, I it's, figured that's what it's old. nice though. Yeah, I I love this architectural style. Yeah, every everybody we've had in here has been like, wow, this house is amazing. And I'm yeah. like, this. It is reminds just- me of my childhood. I used to like be in apartments like this. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. Um, damn, where was I? Uh, uh, GED. Yeah, GED. I got my GED up there. Um, the teachers, like, um, you know, cause I never paid attention. Like I wasn't a class clown or whatever or this and that, but I just wouldn't do no work. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yo, I can't kick you out. Right. Yeah. Like, cause it's job core, but you're going to fail this test. I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm. No, I'm not. The only thing I had uh, a little trouble with was, uh, fractions and percentages. So when that came around, I paid attention. Yeah, yeah, and then I went and took the test, and I passed it, and I came back to her, and she had nothing to say, nothing, and I was so I said nothing either, but I, you know I got it, and yeah, that yeah. was that, you know, um, I got yeah, got my license up there, yo, it was crazy because the um the guy up there who was giving the uh the the driving lessons, he was also from Newburgh, oh okay, but he was going up there to. You know, do it, whatever. I don't know what they're paying him. But, yo, this dude was fucking out of his mind. He's like a military guy. He's not really big either like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, he, like, beat up this kid. 
one time up there. Really? Yeah, the kids talked shit. He fucking whooped his ass. We used to smoke weed with him. <laughs> yeah, like yo, bro. Me learning how to drive. I was in Job Corps, but like smoking driving a car. Or? Yeah, a car. Oh, shit. Smoking weed with the instructor. That's insane. Crazy, bro. Crazy. The first time I ever did like taxidermy was you've done taxidermy yeah bro like that's this where they stuff an animal that well i think it's like um well the part i did was like um i cut the head the horns uh off of dead deers uh off dead bucks so we took a sawzall it was uh my um my carpentry instructor took the whole class he wasn't supposed to take us either we were supposed to go to like somewhere else and do something Uh um we had like an off-site house that we were helping build but he didn't take us there. He was like, yo, we're going to help my fucking father because he needs a lot of help. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So we go to his father's house. Get in. Bunch of dead fucking deer. I mean, like piled the fuck up. Mad dead bucks, bro. Um. And we would take him in one by one, take the sawzall, and we would uh, cut in the front of the forehead and top and side, side, whatever. And Did he pay you for that or he just no. like. You just did it instead of doing what you had to do? Yeah, we just did it instead of doing That's work. fucking He literally crazy. told us, like, <laughs> his name was Matt White. Fuck it, whatever. Um, Damn, White, don't call White, his name out there. White, he don't he don't work there, though, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yo, cool as, cool as shit, bro. White dude, skinny as hell, like deer slayer type dude, bro. <laughs> Long ass hair, big hump in his nose, like Owen Wilson and shit. Um, <laughs> yo, it's crazy. But, yo, we um, were out there. And yeah, you know, popping the the horns off the skull of uh, deers with a sawzall and shit like that. And then um, I was part of that team. Then the other team would take the dead bodies, and he, yo, it was like a pit that was like dug, like bro, literally like thirty feet deep, and bro, just throw twenty the feet deep. In there. It was crazy, and all the bodies you would just dump in there, and they would joke for the kids with the wheelbarrows, like, yo, don't fall in there because you ain't getting out, <laughs> like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy, but yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, that's so. That's a really <laughs> yeah. wild fucking thing to do. Yeah. So Job Corps was a crazy experience. I, that was the first time I ever went camping. Uh-huh. Also, because um, up in Job Corps it was weird because you had to be um, to get anything up there. They gave us badges, and you had to have like a gold star. Uh-huh. If you had like a bronze star, you were like a piece of shit. You had to wait gotcha. to eat in a long ass line, this and that. So I had a gold star. So I used to uh, skip lines. And whenever they take you out to go to like Walmart once every two weeks or whatever, I got to go on the bus to go out and stuff like that. And, you know, I, so I got privileges. The reason why is because um, one of the ways to get a gold star is like you got to be a floor leader. So I was uh, a vice president. I became a vice president on my floor after my uh, roommate, um, what they call him, Mexico. He was Mexican. Mexico, real serious dude, like uh, real serious, but he was cool. Um, he left, and then I took like his spot. His spot, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, with my boy, uh, my boy uh, Rosine, Rosine Williams. He was the uh, the president. Shout out to Rosine. Um, yeah, so, you know, we ran our floor, um, MW2. That was the male... Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> yeah, the male West Wing on the second floor. Uh-huh. I was the uh, the vice president. He was the president. So I got a gold star for that. So I used to... I had mad privileges to do stuff. And um, you Now, know, the idea to, of Job Corps is that you go up there, you stay there, and you come back with, like, 
a job or like a technical training? Well, yeah, training, okay, okay. training. They yeah, had like auto, auto mechanic, uh, business, um, uh, 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 facility maintenance, carpentry, carpentry which okay. I was in. Yeah, uh, nursing. Interesting. You know, I never like realized that. that. Like I had heard of, I know what Job Corps was kind of, but I didn't realize it was that. There were people yeah. going up there. I think it's from like sixteen to twenty-four. There were kids going up there like sixteen years old and stuff like that, going to better their lives getting pregnant up there like it was crazy <laughs> yeah it was, wild it was, west it was wild you know yeah. what i'm saying it's like damn and they used to uh take kids from the uh the uh the islands from uh virgin islands uh-huh. so i met a bunch of people from virgin islands and stuff like that yo they're fucking crazy but they're cool as hell but yeah. yo don't, f- don't fuck with them. crazy bro yeah. but yeah i was cool with all of them though um yeah i had a little crew out there it was me my boy antoine gallman uh johnson gauze that's his real name um shout out um daquan mckenzie and this kid uh joaquin pratt joaquin was like he's from brooklyn he was the best ball player i ever seen in my life Uh this dude had the ball on a string for real Mm. he had a jumper it was crazy and he's he's skinny as shit like he weighed like nothing yeah he's like five ten you know Uh but yo this dude was nasty so shout out to all of them. But um yeah, I used to um smuggle a bunch of weed. So you were selling weed there too. Yeah, because money. it's like, yo, going to Job Corps really like somebody's got to do it. I knew about like supply and demand and capitalism yeah, and stuff, yeah. But I didn't really understand it, understand it till I went out there. Yeah. Yo, people were fucked up out there in Job Corps cuz they paid us every 2 weeks. There were a lot of people who never went home. They paid us every two weeks and they live far, you know, they live far from Job Corps, like in the city or Jersey or whatever. And I lived in Newburgh. So, you know, that not too far from Calicoon. It's far, but not too far, you know. So. Bro, there are people out there fucked up every two weeks. They would pay us twenty five dollars. To do what? <laughs> like, what is to, the twenty five dollars even fucking get you? To because they Besides would uh, weed. you you could uh, write your name on a list and. Every two weeks, also they give you. It was called Payline, I think. They give you the twenty five dollars, and then um, there was a bus that came, and they would take certain students to go to Walmart and stuff like that. Ah, uh, okay, I got out you. in Monticello yeah, yeah, to yeah. get you know whatever you might have needed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's crazy. So, I wonder how if Job Court, how much they'd have to pay now with the, given the current economic yeah, state I, of the I world. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. It's probably still close to nothing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because twenty five dollars now, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's like a bag of Welch's, a granola bar, and maybe a Gatorade. <laughs> but it wasn't a lot even then, bro. It wasn't a lot. No, nah. it was maybe like oh oh nine oh eight. I went oh eight, and I got out in oh nine. So you finished Job Corps and then went on to do what? Yeah, I finished Job Corps. That was uh, a crazy time in my life, and then I came back home. Uh, had my license, had my GD. I was working um, in a bunch of warehouses and shit like that, mm-hmm. selecting and stuff like that, you know, um, through temp agencies and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I worked at, uh, what's the name for a little bit, Stella's Pizzeria. Oh, okay. On um, Broadway. Yeah. Um, I really don't have anything nice to say about Stella's. The, the food is excellent, but the management, forget about it. Yeah. Forget fucking forget about it i worked at a pizzeria too and sam the manager was like he had like he had like you know spanish people in there or latino people in there uh 
working all day, not paying them no overtime. Yep. You know, shit like that. Yeah. It was crazy corrupt, the, th- the thing that really pissed me off with where I was working was I'm Puerto Rican. And I'll, the whole kitchen staff was, like, Venezuelan, El Salvadorian, mm. like, Mexican, whatever. They only spoke Spanish. Yeah. And my Spanish isn't great. Like, I know a few things. But being around these dudes, I was able to learn more. And I would speak Spanish to them. The owner of the pizzeria I was working at was like, don't speak Spanish to the kitchen staff. Yeah. This is an Italian restaurant. Yeah. And I was like, they don't fucking hire people that don't speak English, exactly. you idiot. Like. Yo. I'm trying to communicate with my coworkers in the best way possible. And he was like, oh, because customers are complaining. <laughs> Why would a, co- like, this was in a white fucking town. So go yeah. figure. It's like, what do you think we're talking about? We're literally talking about garlic bread with cheese. We're like, we're not talking about you, bro. But that's like, what they think, though. They, yeah. Like, you can't, like, even in the union where people are like, talk to speak, speak Spanish around them, they're yeah. like, yo, speak English, motherfucker. It's like, it's what are like, you saying, man? It's like, yeah. bro, nine times out of 10. They are not even talking about it. Well, like I understand because it's like, you know, like the native tongue. Yeah. It's like the paranoia. It's like, are they talking about me? Because like in middle school, like uh, I had a lot of Spanish friends and yeah, they would be talking shit about me. But I would know they would be talking about me because I would understand what they're saying. Yeah. But again, I'd be like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. This is bullshit. Like, yeah, no, I definitely know what you're talking about. I'll piece you up in two (laughs) seconds, bro. Yes. Try that shit. Please try that shit in English. But you good. You good. Say it in Spanish. But yeah. Um. It's interesting because, you know, you seem like the type of person, like you've said, just going with a natural order of things. There didn't seem like that all recapping of your early uh, teen years, becoming a father at a young age, which is already like becoming a father at any age, no matter what your financial situation is. I was there from day one. Seen him come out. I was there. Everybody, the Mm -hmm. whole hood knows I was... You like know, Lion King, you fucking raised him yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, walking. You might see me walking all the way up and down Broadway. I got him on my shoulders yeah. and stuff like that. You know, always there from day one. You know, that's great. So, that's I mean, that's you know, which uh, is I'm supposed to do that, exactly. You know? I was just gonna say it's I, not you're so supposed common. to. It isn't so common, which is uh, an unfortunate thing. Which you know, a lot of um, people that could abandon their 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 children and then those kids grow up without that guidance but what what i was uh getting at was that it didn't seem like at any point in time you ever uh cursed at the world or been like what the fuck why is this happening to me you know like yeah things get hard but it seemed like you were just like i'm gonna figure, i'll just go wherever it's just gonna, it out. just gotta yeah. figure it out i think that's an attitude and a lifestyle that i'm trying to adapt more because i i find myself always like you know like I was working retail for like ten fucking years from like ages f- age fifteen to I'm about to be twenty five. I was I always working retail. retail, and I every step of the way it's just been way too in my head about the grand scheme of things and about the the flow of life. And everybody always tells me your twenties are the time to figure it out. Your thirties, everything gets fine. And like I'm slowly starting to realize that more and more. But what I admire through all these crazy things that you were telling me and doing, there was never a. You always told these stories with such a positive energy. You know what I mean? Like there was no like I had to fucking do this shit and I had to go to do this and then I got I got this girl pregnant. It was never like you know what I mean? My boys joke all the time because like it's like oh like stop banging on gigs. <laughs> That's what they tell yeah, me because yeah. I'm like. So now, uh, well, you've got a new uh, like I guess creative path career thing that you're starting starting to. But in here, you're you're slowly getting into uh, our world of yeah media. I'm excited. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. What um did you uh are you a fan of television and movies or was just something you're just kind of like oh I'll give Big it a try. Big fan of television and movies. Uh-huh. I get that from my mom too. Like we were very poor. Yeah. But one of her things was all right. So what uh, we're we're gonna go to the movies like when yeah, yeah. these movies come out like mm-hmm. you know what I mean Star Wars Episode One and. Godzilla, you remember the one with like two thousand Matthew Broderick? Broderick? Of course, yeah, bro. One. I I <laughs> never liked that one because Godzilla always looked really off to me. Yeah. That one, he looked more dinosaur than like monster. Yeah, yeah definitely dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Matthew brought like Ferris Bueller in, <laughs> yeah. in Godzilla. She would, we would like skip school on days like if it premiered on like a Wednesday uh-huh. she'd be like you're not going to school today this is horrible what I don't judge no my, my dad mom. did She's the same great, my know? dad did the same thing when fucking Batman the like the Christopher Nolan one came out yeah. we left school to go see that when Peter Jackson's King Kong yeah. Van Helsing like all these we would literally Helsing, leave school yeah, like yeah, to go yeah, see yeah. these things and <laughs> it's like I, I'm pretty sure Van Helsing or maybe Harry Potter was the first movie I've ever seen in theaters Okay. I'm pretty sure Van Helsing. I had it been like, I don't know what year that movie. I just remember the the girl, the the female yeah. in that movie. Uh huh. The, the, that he ends up killing. She's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. She's. Yeah. I think. What the fuck? She's been so much shit. I just remember always like watching that, that movie that and just being. Is that one girl from the Avengers? Yeah. No, she's not in the Avengers. Oh, she kind of looks like. She her. was she's in pretty Click. Like that. She's pretty. Like <laughs> she that, was in girl. Click. <laughs> if okay. you've ever seen Click. Oh yeah, Click. Yeah, I love. She Click. plays Adam Sandler's wife. Yeah. The first 2004, movie, yeah, the first so movie, it had to have been that movie. I ever uh, went to in the theaters was Mortal Kombat. Which one, Annihilation the or the first one? one? Wow, okay. And like I think it was like 95. Uh-huh. And then the second movie I went to ever was like shortly after that. It was Eddie Murphy, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Yo, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> that is, so- Yo, Eddie Murphy is the GOAT, man, like when it comes to like black, you know, like, uh, comedy and cinema, like mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy is my goat, man. Like, yeah, when it comes to that, he's yeah, he's uh, but yeah, I'm big on film. I'm big on movies, man. I love uh, one of my f- my favorite movie of all time is Spaceballs. You ever seen Spaceballs, bro? Are you bro, me? I can yeah. like you could put that shit on and I can like yeah. word for word with it. Like, <laughs> it is a good one. Word. It's um, any of those Mel Brooks comedy films, I'm. I still, I reference those a lot when I write things. Yeah, uh, yeah. You've seen Blazing Saddles, obviously, yeah, right? I think Saddles. that's some of the funniest shit. <laughs> you know? And people are always like, "Oh, that could never fly today." And it's like that's sad that we can't even like enjoy <laughs> yeah. ourselves and make comedies like that anymore because everybody's yeah. gonna get so deeply offended. Yeah, like, Is there yeah. like a lot of racial jokes in those movies? Yes, but, but also the, too, yeah. like it's not. You know, the guy in Blazing Saddles is not uh, a white guy playing a black dude. That's like, it's, you know, he's obviously comfortable with yeah. the joke. I don't understand why everybody else can be, you know. Or like, you know, Spaceballs when they had him comb the desert. <laughs> yeah, with the big <laughs> and picks. Had, the big, everyone had yeah. the combs. Yeah. And the two black dudes had the, the picks. picks. <laughs> like, yo, it's, it's real. That's how it is out here. Like, yeah. whatever. Make a joke of it. Fuck comb it. the desert. No, yeah, yeah that shit. Ah, Spaceballs is great. On that, I mean, if you want to uh, talk a little bit about how you and Spencer f- first met with that project, like what were some of the things that you did for that job? It was like uh like technical, like directing type shit or whatever. Like there would be like a conference and we would set up a room with like speakers and mixers and mm-hmm. we would put like gaff tape 
down, I think it's called, uh, yep. o- on over the wires mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's all new to me, you know, and um, while the presenters are speaking, I'm at the mixing board and I'm making sure everything sounds right with mm-hmm. the gain and the levels. The oh, so you were doing the sound. The high, the low, and the mid. Yeah, like Interesting. we were, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, um, yeah. So what was that like for you learning all these new, because uh, it can be very overwhelming for somebody coming into film in general like there's yeah. so many uh technical pieces that when i got started on my first day on an actual film show i was like what the fuck is this shit yeah and then by like day four i was like oh i got this the thing about me if i'm like really interested in mm-hmm. something i pick that shit up like Same. that yeah you know what i mean and i'm like doing my own research on it like let's say if i'm not working i'm on youtube looking up videos like hours and hours of videos you know Uh on how to mess with a mixing board or you know hook up a speaker or whatever you know what i'm saying and stuff like that so um yeah that's how we that's how we met and then um you know um i did one more job after that like six days later in philadelphia at a big convention center um that was pretty that was pretty cool too and um even before that we were doing a a lot of editing and stuff like that for this guy so um i learned you know how to edit how to edit a little bit you Uh know what i mean i'm not the best but you know i like it i really you know i'm interested in it so you know i'm just always editing shit and stuff like that and you know yeah the um it's amazing the amount of skill that could be worked on and and built up through media in general, like media production in general. I went from kind of knowing how to do nothing to still, to knowing a little bit, but if you want to compare, and I I don't know everything, I'm not a know-it-all and I never will be, but compared to what I didn't know when I started to now is like so exponential. And um, it's funny because people look, my family looks at me like I'm a fucking wizard from another dimension (laughs) when I like, change the change the iso on the iphone (laughs) camera they're like yeah no and they do come to me for everything my grandmother will call me and be like how do i get my tv to do this thing and i'm like oh you just got to press this one button wow you're good at these things it's like yeah nah i just kind of read the instruction manual yeah nah but you are you know if you're good at something if you're good at it you're good at it no matter what i'm still figuring (laughs) it out and that's kind of the fun part for me like with this career is going, you know, the flow of things and see where things are taking me. I started taking acting classes. I'm taking acting's about to start up again. That'll be a new avenue to ex- explore. Yeah. But something I've been like kind of harping on lately is like I have a lot of sticks on the fire, but none of them seem to be catching right now, and it's okay. driving me fucking crazy. Uh, I was gonna ask like, what do you mean by that? So st- like it. sticks on the fire is like you know. I have one project that I'm waiting to hear back from. I have a job opportunity I'm waiting to hear back from. I have acting, right? I have this company. Like okay, outside of this podcast, I have probably about like six or seven other projects that I'm a you part like of skate working and on. Wrestle and do yeah, that too. Yeah, I do, that type of shit. I do all kinds of shit. And part of me, it's I've been in such like a wrestling kick lately because our show got canceled because of the snow, and I. Like I did get trained professionally so I can wrestle for money in, you know, yeah. on a bigger scale if I wanted to. Um, but a lot of that comes from like my anxiety was always keeping me out of the ring for a little bit. Cause it is like a very scary thing to step in the ring with somebody you barely know and yeah. create this like 
whatever. But also too, if you're confident in what you're doing, you'll be fine. And like that was the problem. If you're gonna get hurt and stuff like that. That's the, yeah. That was the problem. I was just like wasn't confident in my ability, and then I go out there do my thing, and then I'm like, oh okay, it wasn't great, but it was good, but yeah. it was okay. Like I could still do the thing, but um yeah, and you know I'm like my 25th birthday is next week, so I'm like shit. I Damn, I need to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 36 uh, or 7. Oh, jeez, that's horrible. Doesn't even know anymore. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, so I'm. I feel I'm young. Yeah, I. That's the thing too, and 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 um, here's a. This is a great topic to talk to you about. I for a long time would like look at my age going up and being like, oh my god, I'm getting closer to failure every single step of the way. Right, I'm getting old. But then I realized how young I actually am. Yeah. Then I look at kids that I grew up with that died before they were even 20, 19, yep. 18 years old. I had kids that I played basketball with in middle school that were shot and killed in high school, shot Same. and killed right after graduation. Same. One of my one of our friends from the skate park, Charlie, died in a horrific car accident at like 20 years old. And then I'm like Nah, getting older is a privilege because I know I unfortunately no kids that died way too young. Yeah. And I don't like that our generation or just people are afraid of getting older. It's just like some people don't even get that chance, bro. Like, yeah, I've had family members that had kids that died two, three years old, yeah. you know, um, and the more you like witness that, the more you start to really appreciate like, wow, I get to turn 20. Like now I'm like, I get to turn 25. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not like shit ages 20 through 24 were a complete failure. Cause in my eyes, life doesn't really start until you're 18. Yeah. You're a kid. And even 18 to 20 is still like, you're like leaving the tutorial and they're starting to give you like little tests and demos. But once you're like 21, 22, the game starts. Yeah. And then it's go until you die. Yeah. And uh, hearing your stories was really interesting because I don't think at any point you were thinking about the things that I'm thinking about at my age. You know what I mean? Or maybe you were, but well, just I, it, you weren't I, putting at your the age, energy. I was just, I, was, I think from 24 to 25, I was preparing to get married. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got married like at like 25 or something mm-hmm. like that. And this is the same... The okay, that's what's up. That's good. Yeah, shout out to your wife. Yeah, shout out to Dana. I love you, babe. Hell yeah. Yeah. Say it again. I love you, babe. We we all love you. You did a whole interview and didn't say my name. You didn't say my name once. (laughs) Yeah, you know. (laughs) It's it's like you sleeping on the couch tonight. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So um, that's kind (laughs) of yeah. For me, recently, it's just been like kind of just trying to reshape the brain because I think um, what stops myself from doing things is is that it's like the brain is running but it's not running in the right direction or it's just running in too many directions at once so at your age i was on my shit like yo i gotta get my shit together yeah that's exactly yeah i gotta get my shit together now i can't live a second childhood i can't do that yeah i had a great childhood Mm -hmm. even though very fucking poor i had a great childhood though because it was a lot of laughter and a lot of love you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um yeah, but um, now where I'm at in life, you know, it's horrible. I'm you got me really thinking like, yo, I'm like 36 or 37. I was born in 1987, so do the, the audience, math, Spence. You do the math. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's 36. Okay, yeah, 36. So I'll be 30. I'll be 37 in June. 
in June. They're like, yeah, we can tell this kid has an eighth grade ed- education. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, you're you, yeah. you got here on your own today. Yeah, you know what <laughs> you I mean? have a job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You've got a family. Yeah. Like, who the fuck? Nobody's gonna you know, know your level of education by looking at you. I mean, you exactly. know, people can make assumptions, but yeah. I mean, I have a cousin who has a her master's degree in fucking cardiovascular surgery. You know, she has a doctorate. She's a rich surgeon in LA, but she can never beat me in a game in any board game and any whatever. So I don't give a fuck what her education yeah, is. Right. She is not beating me <laughs> Can't on beat Christmas. Me in chess. Not happening. It's not fucking happening. Yeah. Same thing with air hockey, bro. Like I will set you down so fast. That's for everybody out there. Kara's niece, my girlfriend's niece, thinks she can beat me in like any sport. Uh-huh. It's funny because little kids think adults just don't do anything other yeah, than just be like adults. We didn't have lives. Yeah. Like so we, she's we like, we "Oh, we're gonna grow. play this game, and I'm gonna beat you." gets a foosball table out. I'm like, I'm going to absolutely fucking annihilate you in this. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. They just got an air hockey table. And she was like, I can beat you in air hockey. I've never lost. I swear to God, I keep track of these things. I've never lost a game of air hockey in my entire life. I'm not that good at air never hockey. Never lost. I remember one time, actually, I was in like a, uh, when they had arcades, um, uh, besides like Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Um, I was in an arcade and two people were playing air hockey. And I was walking past the air hockey table, and one of them like just hit the, you know, hit the uh, the, the puck, the, the yeah. puck, and it flew off the table and like hit me in my fucking Ooh. mouth. Yeah, and I was like, mm. like it wasn't on purpose, yeah. you know. And I was a kid, I couldn't do nothing. Yeah. I, like grown, you know. I was just like that. Always stuck out in my head. It's like that fuck a, air always, hockey. I always remember that. Yeah. I I remember um, <laughs> it was my godson's like, or maybe it was DJ's birthday. It was at Dave and Buster's. And the whole party of kids just kept trying to beat me and everything because I was, like, a grown man, like, yeah. going to this little kid birthday party. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to beat you. I'm good at basketball. I'm like, yo, I'm, I've literally been running the courts at CYO basketball before <laughs> you were even a sperm in your dad's ball sack, bro. Yeah. What are you looking the most out of, um, excited for now that you're in uh, our world of things? Like, what do you what do you got? Any goals? Any things you want to do? Well, no, just, just kind of see how it goes. Like I said, yeah, just seeing what comes next, you know, mm-hmm. like going with the flow. Just yeah. Seeing, you know, where where this takes me mm-hmm. and, you know, the other people like I'm also going to meet, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, gotcha. That that's really it, man. And um, yeah, yo, like I, I'm just mad excited about getting into this because I knew I like I always in the back of my mind knew that I would get into this. Uh-huh. You know, um, and now it's like finally happening, you know, at this stage in my life, you know. Yeah, I know plenty of people that got it doesn't matter what age you kind of yeah. get into it if you're but I'm real so excited about it, you know, because yeah. the last couple years of my life have sucked, mm-hmm. you know, really bad. Um, you know, um, my son got shot in his back. Jesus. In 2022 and uh, paralyzed. Really? Yeah. That was your firstborn? Yeah, my firstborn. Yeah. Wow. But he held on, though. He's still alive. Uh, shout out to my son. Um, Damn, I did know. not know that. Yeah, yeah. And um, But he held on. That's the strongest uh, person I ever met in my life. Seeing him hold on, mm. like, you know, with a bullet in him and, like, ripping up his spine through his fibers. And the bullet's still in his body, actually. It's uh resting on his aorta is resting on the, like the back of his heart yeah so like the heart is strong man the bullet Damn. you know it touched his heart and it's like stopped it you know but he he held on he i was right there i was uh in the hospital with him and stuff like that so i seen him go through everything he went through 
He's like the strongest person I've ever met in my life. That's got to be very, I mean, that's got to be very His inspiring. will to live. Yeah. Crazy. It's, it, it, it was honestly unbelievable. Like, it was a horrible time, you know, of course, like, because it happened. But he's, a, I tell him all the time, you're the strongest person I know. Because yeah. I know people who've been shot in places where it's not even, like, deadly like that. But yeah, they yeah. die from the shock and stuff like that. You know, rest in peace to everybody. You know that I lost, but yeah, with that happening to him and the way he held on, strongest person I. How old is he now? Now he's uh, eighteen. He'll be nineteen in uh, April. Damn, that is. He was seventeen when it happened. Uh You know, so you know, but you know, everything is a. You just live and you learn, man. And even for him, you know, he went through it, but he's getting a lot better. He's getting stronger, even actually. Like he's doing things that he's the doctor said he wouldn't be able to do. You know, that's good. Like he can squat. He can stand up on his own, squat and get up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like, so I'm like, all right, you know, we got hope that he'll, you know, get back on his feet. Yeah, that's know? that's insane. I, I, I did not know that. That's the that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. And that, that's something I wouldn't want any parent to ever experience, you know, having sons mm-hmm. or daughters because females get shot, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And shit happens out here. Well, this has been, uh, damn. This is a good episode. I think, you know, we get, I got to know you a lot better, a lot more. And I'm excited to work yeah. with you on our, uh, restaurant project and anything else we got coming up in the future. Same. Um, thank you for coming on. Thanks and for having one me, last bro. question, uh, no for anybody out there that's struggling, dealing with the shit that you might've went through, any advice? Keep trucking on, keep trucking on, keep trucking on. And, um, you know, like, don't ever, just don't ever stop at life. Like, even, like, I'm an iron worker, I'm in the union, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I've also have went and got my CDLA license also, mm-hmm. you know. I do this, I do that. Don't, don't, just don't stop. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm. If you need help, because not everyone is mentally as strong as I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you need help, go and get it. Mm. Don't let nobody, you know, tell you, oh, going to therapy is this or that or blah, blah, blah. I don't, but like I said, I credit my mother for instilling me with everything that I have. You mm. know what I mean? Um, and it's really helped me through my life get through any situation you know like i said i'm 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 just i'm very spiritual and i've always been taken care of you know yeah things happen and i don't know why but it's like i don't even care about the why it's like whatever it's just it is what it is you know but um to people who are going through things yeah just don't stop don't quit um if you need to seek help seek it and uh, just tr- try to stay positive. Positivity, you know. Laugh. Laugh. Stop taking things so seriously. Laugh. When you laugh, you you know, that means you have a light heart. Like, yeah. You don't want your heart to stone. It's over. You're dead. Once it's, you know, once that takes place. So, um, I'm and I'm here with you, you know. Yeah, me too. Even if you ever want to talk or, you know, like, oh, I heard your episode and this and that, blah, 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 whatever. You know, I'm going through this in my life. Hit me up on um, Instagram uh, at Hebopotamus. That's H-E-E-B-O-P-O-T-A. 
M U S Hebopotamus. That's what it's all about. That's that's why I did. I'm doing this project is is for for that. It, more than anything else, yeah, it's great to like have guests on that have done like cool and fun shit. But I find that I need to hear things a lot from other people just to like you know, like mm-hmm. you said, nobody's alone. Um, and I'm sure you probably learned a great deal from the, and you know, make sure yeah. to leave a raving review on Apple music. But, uh, yeah, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. I don't Absolutely. care if two people listen to this or 200. Yeah. Uh, it's out here for somebody if they need it. And also if anybody, you know, even if it's not just on some like mental health stuff you want to talk about or whatever, um, if you want to collab, you Yo, know, can we collab? Oh, can I read you my fucking of, bars? Uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> Where's my phone? Right under your nose here. Ah. Right. My boy got the bars. Hold on, we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> speed I'll, limit. No, I can't. I can't pop these out on the pod because somebody's gonna steal it. But uh, I'll, I'll tell them to you when we go off. No doubt. There. But uh, thank you for coming on, and thank I'm excited you. to work with you in the future. This has been a fun one. Very interesting story, and uh, thank you everybody that stayed to the end to listen. See you next time. Already. <laughs>